Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's the economy. Whenever we talk about fundamental issues that affect all of us, it's the economy. And as you have probably heard, and if you're a homeowner in this country, you've paid attention to this. TD Bank is projecting that Canadian home prices will drop up to 25% by early next year. Now, the Bank of Canada will also likely increase its interest rates, or maybe that's been determined by uh, interest rate by 50 basis points. And then the Bank of Canada, this is really unusual, took to Twitter to defend itself against charges it's been massively printing money. And what they tweeted was, you asked us if we took to printing cash to finance the federal government. We didn't. All right. I'm going to ask my guest about that in a minute. And then there's the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada, according to Blacklock's reporter, and we'll talk to Tom Korski next hour. They say that 25% of Canadians are behind on monthly bills now, and 22% borrow from friends and family to stay afloat. 13% are falling behind on bills and credit commitments. 24% say household expenses are more than they earn each month, and 35% say they're keeping up but it is a struggle. Dr. Eric Cam is with us, macroeconomics professor at Toronto Metropolitan University. He's our go-to person when it comes to economics. Which one of these do you want to take on first, Professor? Hi, Roy. It's Hi. interesting, isn't it, that there's so much mixed messaging coming out of the economy and those who report on it right now. I think the first thing that we should talk about is the government is clinging to their increases in gross domestic product. But I always like to pull the veil away from these things. And I hope the good listenership knows that when they report those figures, they're talking about nominal GDP. So they're not accounting for inflation. When you account for inflation and you report real gross domestic product, it really isn't up at all. So while the government may jump up and down and say that we are increasing economic output, They are not. We are in a very difficult time. And the statistics that you gave on the household level, which I always think are the most important, are the things that we should be focusing on, which is that inflation in our economy is making it harder and harder for everybody to afford their daily lives. And so if you want to delve into an area, I like to delve into what what concerns people and what concerns people are prices and the ability to feed and house and clothe their families. And right now that ability is decreasing, Roy. You know, this is what we've, uh, of course, been hearing from our from our listeners for some considerable period of time. And you and I have talked about this on the air. And when you see the report or the suggestion, the uh, projection that house prices are going to drop and values are going to drop 25%, up to 25% by early next year, that is definitely going to get the attention of everyone in this country. So when you take that, and what you just talked about, the the cost of living, just the price of living is becoming more and more challenging. My sort of silly uh, definition of inflation was it's going to the gas station and the grocery store in the same morning and not being able to fill up it either. But what is what do you see happening then to our internal economy in this country? Um, interest rate going up... Um, uh, house prices coming down, imp- it impacts the tax base for municipalities. How do you approach all of that? Well, we need three hours to take that all apart. But um, you bring up so many good points. And I, I guess there's two that I would want to dive in. The first is that um, p- 
people are saying that look at GDP rising or at least holding its own in the wake of what's going on in the housing market. But I would remind people that housing prices are one thing, one item in a basket of hundreds of items. And so it is absolutely still possible for the price level to rise while one specific price is falling. So that's how that magic trick is done. And then number two, I would like to not be the bearer of bad news, Roy, but you and I both know that we're heading into a recession. And how do I know we're heading into a recession? It's because if you look at the history of housing prices in a capitalistic economy, housing prices are what's called a leading variable, meaning as they change, so too eventually will economic output. And so looking at the breadth and the depth of the way the housing market has fallen, I know that real GDP is going to follow. So I don't know if it's going to be to 25%. And in fact, it won't be to 25%. But I know that when the housing market collapses, which effectively this is what it is, not long from now, gross domestic product will suffer the same fate. So it's not about predicting going into a recession. We're going into a recession. Look at those numbers on household earnings. Look at those numbers on debt. Look at those numbers on how many paychecks are people away from insolvency. We are going into a recession. The only question is how long will it last and how deep will it go? And unfortunately, Roy, you and I both don't have a, uh, a crystal ball. No. Bank of Canada raising interest rate uh, 50 basis points. How do we interpret that? Well, that's easy. Uh, number one, it lets out the reality that the Bank of Canada lied through their teeth this week when they said that we did not print money to finance government debt because they did exactly that. And I've defended the Bank of Canada. I've defended Dr. Macklem and his team because I've said that they've had to fight inflation by themselves because the government is completely out to lunch. But you have to call things as what they are. And this was a bold-faced lie. And that really irks me because I've defended them, number one. Uh, number two, the fact that the Bank of Canada is going to raise their interest rate, and they will now again, whether it's 25 or 50 or 75 basis points, I don't have a crystal ball, but they're going to raise it. And what does that tell me? It tells me all I need to know from the people in charge. Inflation isn't over. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And they're firing the only bullet they have in their gun. Sometimes, as they Freud used to say, Roy, a cigar is just a cigar. And interest rate increases are just interest rate, interest rate increases. And they tell the population that the increase in price level is still problematic and probably, as I say, going to get worse before it gets better. So if we look at what else is happening in the rest of the world and we look at the energy crisis uh, that is continuing to spiral in Europe and with uh, the Russians shutting down, the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, gas pipeline, saying for three days for maintenance, we knew it was going to be more than that. And they have. They said they found an oil leak. And now it's indefinite. And who knows if uh, Putin will turn the gas on again. Now, the Germans are saying they're 80 percent um, ready because they fired up their coal plants and oil plants again. But it will affect the rest of Europe. And we had the former head of energy security for France on this program last weekend saying that he's concerned, concerned that this winter, if the Russian gas is shut off, as it is now, there will be daily two-hour 
brownouts or blackouts in much much of Europe. When that sort of thing happens, because that will affect their economies tremendously, when that happens, what's the spillover effect into, uh, into Canada, into North America? We feel isolated sometimes, insulated, if you will, and we feel like we're, we're safeguarded from all of this. We're not, are we? Well, isolated and insulated are two different things. I know. I, I mean, just interchange yeah. them. I mean, the, of course. And the good news is that we don't have a massive exposure to Europe and their natural resource problems. I mean, Europe's had years to get its house in order and they've let it fall apart. But unfortunately, Canada's done the same thing. I mean, the reason that we do have some problems coming on the horizon in terms of energy is that we could be a net producer. We could use our natural resources and be people that have a comparative advantage in this and a producer and sell. But for some reason, this country, a little bit like what's going on in Europe right now, we turn away from the opportunity to be a producer and a leader. And we decide that maybe it's better if we buy this commodity instead of produce it, which of course just leaves us open to all of these problems going on in Europe. But you know, Roy, there's even a bigger problem. And I know the listenership has read about this in the newspaper this week. A lot of this stems from the fact that the only growth in the economy right now is in the public sector. We have got to restart the private sector. When you have one sector of the economy growing, it's always problematic. But when that one sector is the government, then all you're going to do is erode your tax base. And I find that this is most seen in the resource sector. It's just an example of government growing in the wrong area and declining in the wrong area. So I agree with you about energy prices. I agree with you about natural resources. We should be a leader or not a follower. And I think this is wrapped up in a bigger issue, which is we've got to control public sector growth before we leave the private sector hung out to dry. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.